Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Funny bloopers, like... Like laughing and <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> or maybe you won't even edit this part out. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Date Yourself Radio. And we are back with episode two of Date Yourself Radio goes on Summer Vacay. I'm pretty sure I keep renaming the name of that series. Summer Vacay, Summer Vacation, Summer Break, whatever. But all August, if you did not listen to last week's episode, I've got Casey Berglund with me from Worthy and Well. If you've been around the block a time or two with me, then you already know Casey. And if you don't know Casey, Casey is my biz wife, my business wife. <laughs> she lives in Calgary and I happen to be in Calgary for five days. Not happened to be like I actually made. This it was trip. intentional. It was intentional. It was intentional. <laughs> we made it happen because we just wanted to be able to. And we are recording four episodes for the month of August. Um, just something a little bit different. Just kind of, uh, we have a really good. What's the word I'm looking for? Chemistry. We have good chemistry, <laughs> and we really work well with each other. And so we're just talking um, about four different hot topics that come up a lot in the date yourself community. And Casey is really good at things that I'm not so good at. And vice versa. So the chemistry has been awesome so far. And this yeah. is the second episode of that. Um, 
So this- if you missed the first one, veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 27. That's two seven. Thanks for plugging that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the first episode of Date Yourself Radio goes on summer vacay. We talked all about where to meet men and also friends as an adult, which is, I think, something that we can all relate to. Mm-hmm. Just something really funny that I meant to say last week's episode. I don't want to talk about that topic, but I do want to say, so most of you all know that I'm not most of you, but a lot of you probably know that I'm Jewish. I talk a lot about it a lot, especially inside my program and how that influenced dating and all that stuff for me. And I used to talk to my Jewish friends because we would always meet at like synagogue or there's a lot of Jewish networking things, mostly because older rich Jews want younger Jews to, uh, multiply. <laughs> so, <laughs> lack of a better way to describe it. I like to pause there. <laughs> so there's lots of networking and social events for young Jews that are often free or reduced price, again, because it's subsidized by older, wealthier Jews. And so we always used to say to each other, like, how do you make friends if you're not Jewish? Um, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> and that is something that I always like, wow, if I wasn't Jewish, I wouldn't have any friends. But Last week's episode gave me some ideas on where I can get out of my comfort zone and meet some friends. And I'm newly engaged at this point, so <laughs> I'm not meeting um, men, but uh, but Casey is, and also a lot of, obviously, the listeners are. So if that's something you struggle with, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 27, or if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, it's just the episode below this. Yeah. And it's a good listen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this week, what are we talking about? We are talking about work-life balance and self-care yes. and uh, other topics that play into that. And investing in yourself. Investing in yourself, yeah. yes. And in terms of self-care and personal development. For right? sure. Okay. It's easy as business owners, we were talking about this, to just be like, oh yeah, I need that because that's an investment in my business and we'll get a, an ROI on that investment, mm-hmm. a return on investment. And um, But we also really do care to invest in our personal well-being, personal development, personal health. Yes. So uh, I think that is a good topic to share because it can sometimes really feel indulgent for people or they feel guilty about Mm -hmm. investing. Especially for women. Especially women and especially investing money, you know, like Mm -hmm. for some reason paying money to make yourself feel better, healthier, happier feels hard. So I think it's a great topic. Yeah. I'm excited to dive in. So should we start with work-life balance? Sure. Okay. Sounds great. What's your work-life balance look like? Oh, it's it's a funny term, work-life balance. I feel yeah. like the term work-life balance shifts as I move through different seasons and stages. Mm-hmm. So um, balance is something that is hugely important to me and, and a huge value for me. And I think balance in my life helps to keep me happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. That being said what does balance even mean? And can that mean different things at different times? And I think it totally does. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's like day-to-day balance and things that you do each day to prioritize both your own well-being and self-care, as Mm -hmm. well as your work or the way that you kind of leave a mark on the world. And then I also think that there's kind of the broader perspective of balance, like week by week, month by month, year by year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those things can be a little bit different. So for me, uh, should we start like broad and then go narrow or start narrow and go broad? I usually like broad than narrow. Okay. So let's do that. I think 
I think for me, often I have kind of yearly intentions Hmm. and that can be helpful for, for how I prioritize my self-care like yearly intentions, of course, business goals comes up, but, Mm -hmm. but also just self-care, self-development sort of intentions. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I think, and and usually it does align with the new year. I'll create themes, Mm -hmm. not necessarily strict or rigid new year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. but themes for areas that are of importance to me or that I want to focus on. So I know in the last episode, I mentioned that when I was telling you the story about gym guy that I got, the gym guy that rejected me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Make sure you listen. It's yeah. episode 27. <laughs> I was talking about how I had an injury where I, I had a broken wrist and a broken elbow from a snowboarding mm-hmm. accident and how that injury really got me back doing strength training exercises in the gym. Mm-hmm. And so I would say from a physical health perspective, strengths in my body, physical strength was a theme for that whole year. And I was really committed to finding routine and rituals around me building physical strength. So that's kind of an example of an area, a broad area of kind of personal health that was of importance that I then thought, okay, I need to prioritize this in and amongst my other sort of say work goals or business goals. Mm-hmm. And I had themes for that, but we're not going to focus on that part so much. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean kind of by having these these like broad themes or intentions. But then also I find things pop up um, in different seasons. Like I tend to have to create a new self-care calendar, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a calendar to block out chunks of time for self-care. I need to create a new one almost every season. So a few times a year, maybe like four times a year. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. And that's what I teach inside the bootcamp for my clients. Yeah. Like it's not just, it's a fluid thing. Like your, what work-life balance changes with the seasons. Totally. Totally. So I think that's kind of the next piece is I'll, I'll do that self-care and I'll kind of rethink about like what's a priority for me for self-care. And, you know, if I have that broader theme of physical strength, for example, but mm-hmm. I might have other, other kind of little themes within that that are seasonal. Like mm-hmm. I think certain times a year, I feel like I need more sort of restorative activity. That's an oxymoron kind of like restorative <laughs> activity, but you know, things yeah. like meditation or rest or more restorative yoga classes. And I mm-hmm. might block more of that off in my calendar or even like research schedules at my yoga studio where, where that happens. So what that time of year can, do you find you need that kind of, um, I find I actually need more of it in the summer because I naturally, I actually naturally am kind of have a chaotic schedule mm-hmm. and I get really excited about the summer and I'm always like on the go and doing different events. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I need to balance that mm-hmm. by having some more calm me time. Yeah. Um, and so of course those sort of self-care calendars play into your daily schedule too. So meditation in the morning is important, like 10 to 15 minutes. And then I've been in a routine of, of journaling after. So kind of identifying what those priorities are and then scheduling them in so I can fit some level of self-care in my calendar so that the work or the business side doesn't overtake all of the hours of my day because that's a natural tendency. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, work-life balance looks that way. Of course, there's seasons for us where we're, you know, launching programs where it's just like almost this acceptance that there's going to be more work happening now, but then mm-hmm. it's planning ahead and blocking off time afterward where there's more of that self-care. And I think that's part of balance as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I have found that if I didn't watch myself, I could get up at 7 a.m. every day and just start working. And then all of a sudden I'd look up and it's like two o'clock mm-hmm. and I haven't moved. I have hardly eaten anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done anything self-care wise. And so for me, I have to literally put in my calendar from about seven to nine every morning. I start with 10 to 15 minute meditation. I use Headspace app for those who maybe want some support. You really do need to be an affiliate. You talk about it all the time. I know. I will put it. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I love it. It's an app on your phone, and there's like hundreds and hundreds of meditations, and it takes you through a process. So it's it's great. Anyway, so I do that, and then I do some journaling. Possibly, I don't do it every day. I try to do it once a week. Um, which I will also link to the show notes. This, the resource I use. So in episode twenty six, I believe you all remember I interviewed Katie Delboat, and she wrote a book, let it out, which is basically a list of like, it's not a list, but it's, um, 60 different journaling tools and techniques for different. So it's kind of cool. Like, like, Oh, what do I need today? And you can, Oh, I want to manifest some money or I want to manifest a man or Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm going to whatever. And so I often will refer to that book and do some journaling or I read. Um, and then I take my dog for a walk, make a smoothie, and then I get to work. And just that flow really sets me into this space of getting ready to sit down and work, but it also helps to really create um, very clear boundaries, Mm -hmm. like creating that ritual before Mm -hmm. I do something. And this is actually something that um, kind of happened naturally. But when I first started working with my business coach, who we'll talk about um, in a little bit, when we talk about investing in ourselves, she was a business slash life coach. Um, She talked about how when you start working for yourself or if you work from home, if you have, you know, a flexible schedule or flexible, you know, rules, um, sometimes you need the act of going in, going to work. And so she actually told me about how she, um, helped a client adapt to this new lifestyle of actually literally getting in her car, driving around the block and then pulling up at work. Mm-hmm. I put that in air quotes because our work was our house. Yeah. And, um, that kind of happened to me by chance because Stevie and I got a dog and I have to walk the dog. Yeah. And then I get home. It's like, oh, I'm at work. <laughs> right. And it really has helped create this boundary around when I'm working and when I'm not working. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's the most important part about maintaining this so-called work-life balance. Yeah, so-called. <laughs> is creating some boundaries around it. And I think you can create boundaries with um, a some sort of ritual to start your workspace and then a ritual to end the workspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something actually that I originally learned from our business coach that yeah. we had, um, but I didn't really implement it as well mm-hmm. until it kind of just started happening naturally, mm-hmm. I guess. And I think it also has to be at a, a time where it, it feels like most important. Sometimes we hear tips and tools and strategies and you have to hear them like, five, 10, 15 times or almost be in this space where it's like, oh, now I get why this is so important and why it can be of such value. Yeah, I think something that's common among both of us that is extremely important for 
well, us personally, but I think other entrepreneurs, but also people who are in um, jobs, you know, maybe nine to five jobs is this like morning ritual idea. And I think how you start your morning it, it affects how you feel for the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. And it's really starting your morning uh, intentionally. But how many of us, like I used to, like you said, get up and rush to my computer and check emails right away. And then I was in a therapy session with a psychologist and saying like, I'm feeling so anxious and stressed. And she's like, well, you know, what's your morning ritual? Like what's your, what's the number one thing to help you honor yourself and manage stress and anxiety? And for me, it's physical movement. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, set this ritual of physical movement very first thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we have to hear that time and time again before we start to implement it. But I mm-hmm. think that's a really valuable step. Yeah. To start and when I had self-care. my when I had my job, I had a very my like my mornings were so sacred and they were my favorite part of the day. And mm-hmm. I don't consider myself an early bird by any stretch of the imagination. But I loved the morning routine I had set myself up for or I'd set created for myself. And I loved it. I got up at 6 a.m., even though I have to be at work until like 930. Um, but I knew that if I rolled out of bed with just enough time to get ready and get to work, mm-hmm. I would just feel like I was chasing the day mm-hmm. versus really having that, like getting up really early. I got up really consistently between 530 and 6. Um, I would do some sort of meditation. And then I like went downstairs. I made my lunch for the day. I made my smoothie took my smoothie and coffee back upstairs. I um, would do something learning oriented. So at the time I was in a health coach training program. So I would usually watch some of those videos, um, which I loved because it was really just about personal development and Mm -hmm. self-growth and all that stuff. Um, And then I would get up and then, you know, usually do like some like neti pot or something like that. And oh, then, you yogi. I don't do neti pot anymore. Um, <laughs> but, and then I would get ready and then I would put up my podcast on, which at the time was Planet Money. Love the podcast. Um, <laughs> and then walk to work and it was a 30 minute walk and that was like my thing. Yeah. And I loved it. Well, I think one of the key things is uh, the f- find something that is pleasurable first thing, and that's going to help you get out of bed. So, so often I think women in my community talk about like, oh, I know I should be getting up so early to go to the gym or run on the treadmill. And and it's like, well, do you like running on the treadmill? Do you like, and they're like, no, I hate it. And I just can never make it work. And it's like, well, you're not going to get up early for something that you really don't enjoy. And Mm -hmm. why not build something pleasurable into that to get you out of bed. And maybe after you have that coffee and read for a little bit, maybe at that point movement feels more accessible, or maybe it's just that you need it at noon. (laughs) Yeah. That's something that I talk a lot about too, is setting yourself up for success, which is something we talked about offline. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for all the dog trainers out there, set your dogs up for success (laughs) and they're going to learn how to sit and not chase other dogs much better. Um, Anyways, but setting yourself up for success is really important. So I had kind of a similar thing. Like I know the science or the research that suggests people who work out in the mornings, like are more likely to stick to it and it gets your metabolism up the rest of the day. And like all this stuff, I'm like, Oh, got to work out in the morning. Got to run, got to run. And and I'm, I'm more of a runner. Um, and I hated running in the morning. It was either too cold, too dark, or I just, um, 
it was like always logistically hard because I would need to eat something, mm-hmm. but then I need the food to digest and then I need to run. So then I'm like, okay, well, I don't have that much time in the morning. So maybe I'll just run. But then I would just literally feel like every single run would be like, I would zonk out. I think that's actually a word for running. Like you just like hit the wall. Yeah. You hit the wall. Like I just would have zero energy to make the run and the runs were torturous. And I just couldn't stick to running in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And it became this thing where I would just feel guilty about it. Cause then I wasn't working out at all because instead of being like, Oh, I didn't make my morning run, but let's see if I can get away from lunch or for lunch and run during lunch or, you know, run in the evenings after, after work. And then instead of like doing that, I just like, Oh, I'll just try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Even though there was like all these hours in the day when I could have run. You're not alone with that one, honey. <laughs> <laughs> right. I right. think that's like such a common behavior, but oh, it's, yeah. it's a personal sabotage. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's so, totally self-sabotage. Um, so instead I was just like, you know what? I don't want that much movement in the mornings. I want my mornings to be very quiet. I want them to be very still mm-hmm. and I want them to be very nurturing and reflective. Mm-hmm. And once I created my mornings to really reflect that and to honor that, it's no problem for me to get up early. Mm-hmm. But if you were to tell me to get up at the same time to go run, I would be like, oh, I'm not getting up. I can't get up. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I run usually during lunch. I've had to shift it a little bit because I live in Dallas and it's really freaking hot right now. <laughs> so we'll talk a little bit about in a minute, like what I did, because we're going to talk about ways we've invested in ourselves. Um, but I basically have set myself up for success. Like I can actually stick to running in the late afternoon or early evening or lunchtime much better than morning. Mm-hmm. And I have found though, I do have a couple early, early morning yoga clients and I have found that if I go to them, I have breakfast before I go and then come back. I actually feel pretty good to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually have been doing some morning runs, especially after those morning clients, but it's not like at 6am. It's like, I'm probably running at 830. Yeah. Yeah. But I just got back from a client. So and I've and I've had the breakfast, it's digested, I feel energized. I just had a client and I love all my yoga clients. Um mm-hmm. so I can run then and then I can have the rest of my day and it's great. Mm-hmm. And it's like me- start with the start with the end in mind a little bit and and mm-hmm. think what can you happily do forever. And and you know, like yeah. with some flexibility, right? Like know oh, yourself yeah. and and create your self-care calendar according to how you know yourself to be like, we can certainly change, but it's a lot easier to lean into our strengths than to try and change all our weaknesses. Amen. Amen. This that has is- been a theme. <laughs> it's been a theme of, uh, the Veronica plus Casey in Calgary visit. Mm-hmm. And this is something also that I, you know, when I, when I work with, um, one-on-ones, I have them do a couple of self-assessments just so I can know what their strengths are. And so I can cater my coaching to that because there's mm-hmm. no sense in trying to fix your weaknesses. Like mm-hmm. just build around your strengths and then fill in the gaps mm-hmm. with your weaknesses with other people or we should put in the show notes, a bunch of our favorite like assessments. Yeah. <laughs> let's that do that. Stuff. That'd be fun. Okay. Like yeah. strengths finder, strengths finders, fascination, fascination, Myers Briggs, even though you haven't done it yet. Oh yeah. We talked about that last episode too, right? Yeah, exactly. We I'm doing Myers Briggs maybe after this one. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many good ones. And and sometimes, you know, like you can go in a rabbit hole with some of these assessments, but I think some of them are nice for helping you just lean into what you're naturally good at mm-hmm. and, and let go of the rest or, or f- meet, make friends that fill mm-hmm. in those gaps. Yeah. So another thing that I want to talk about with 
uh, work-life balance before we move to investing and investing in ourselves and how we've done that is, uh, how do I start it? Like to me, I will always work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that makes me a workaholic. Oh, so I think the way that you described it when I interviewed you for my video blog Mm -hmm. was that, and, and this really resonated with me. You said that work is very much uh, like soul food. And you said work is very much part of your self-care mm-hmm. um, because it's meaningful and, mm-hmm. and heart-centered and aligned with like what you need to be doing to feel good about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool and unique because we can create these, you know, we talked about boundaries and setting like lines between life and work and whatever. But also when we think about work as being an important part of us actually caring for ourselves, because we have an expression or we're, we're able to serve in some way and that, that mm-hmm. feeling good, um, that that's an important thing to maintain. But then there's, there's almost like a threshold or a level of amount of work that turns into being a workaholic or turns right. into negatively impacting your own health, wellness, mental health. Like mm-hmm. there's a point where it's like, okay, I'm working too much because I'm anxious. I'm stressed. I'm not making time to do these things that I want to do, or mm-hmm. it's a form of numbing what I actually need to feel, or mm-hmm. it's an excuse to not go out and date, yeah. for example. Oh yeah. Yeah. Story of my life for quite a few years. <laughs> oh, I'm too busy to date. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Not true. Um, yeah. So And the thing is, is that, you know, I know a lot of listeners don't necessarily have businesses like we Mm -hmm. do, Mm -hmm. but I know that a lot of my, of the listeners, uh, still like their job because they really like being in that leadership role or working on projects. So even if, you know, you're not, you know, doing things that we do, there's still this idea of like feeling, uh, this need to feel like a part of something, um, Mm -hmm. part of something that's bigger than you. And if, and that can totally also be your soul food, so mm-hmm. to speak, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, I'm not a, a mom, um, but I plan to work, you know, I'll take probably some time off when I ever do become a mom, but like, I'm not at this point, you know, I, you never know what's going to happen, but like, I'm not planning on like not working mm-hmm. as a mom. Like I'm, I don't, for me, like, that's not my number one priority. I don't think I'll ever be a mom that just wants to raise her kids, which is totally fine if that's what you want to do. But the, for me, like, I just, I want to work. And I'm, even the thought of retiring, I'm like, okay, well, I might have like a retirement project that I, that I do. I just, yeah. I just think that I, for me, I always have to be creating something and, and um, putting something out into the world, whatever it is, you know, we'll see them. It'll shift in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, yeah, it really is my, uh, my soul food and it's the way that I express myself to the world. And one thing that we talk about is that we teach what we need to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, dating and relationships was a struggle for me for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something that I always have to work out. It, is, it doesn't necessarily come naturally to me. And so for me to be teaching it, I continue to learn it. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it becomes my soul food. Yeah. Makes you more passionate about it. I mean, I think my business and especially when I trans- transferred, I keep saying transferred, <laughs> transformed or <laughs> switched from being a health coach to a dating coach, I, I think it's totally changed and deepened my relationship with Stevie mm-hmm. um, as well. Mm-hmm. So 
And, and so that's why like, I kind of like, well, I don't know. Am I a workaholic? I, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I still, I think, but there is a gray area. Well, I think it between. really comes down to something that both you and I talk about a lot with our clients is, uh, how does it make you feel? Mm. And if work is making you feel completely nourished and confident and, you know, balanced, then probably it's the soul food. If work starts to make you super anxious and stressed and makes you like snap at your partner or, mm-hmm. um, your closest friends, then that's kind of a good checkpoint, you know? Yeah. And, and if you're being intentional with how you want to feel and you're noticing that you're not feeling the way you want to feel, that's probably a good little, little nudge to shift what you're doing and the actions you're taking. Yeah. And the other thing to, to go off that is, oh my God, I just lost my train of thought. Ooh, let me help. Let's see if by the end of, (laughs) by the time you leave, if I can start finishing your sentences, I don't know. Um, we're talking about how you want to feel and about the difference between work for your soul and being a workaholic. Is it gone? Yeah. I have to stop thinking about it and I'll come back. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Cool. Are we into investing in yourself? Yeah. Okay. Let's go there. If you, if you hear the, if you hear the thought in your mind, I'll bring bring it back up. Speak up. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Investing in yourself. Why do you think it's hard? I think it's hard because I think women are naturally uh, givers. Mm Mm-hmm. And nurturers. Mm -hmm. And I think we're trained and conditioned to think about other people first. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's hard because when you start to turn the table and say, okay, like what, what do I need to do for myself? And am I willing to spend money on this? It can feel indulgent and it can feel like a guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's a mindset thing. I think it's a mindset thing that makes it hard. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. And I also just remembered what I wanted to say. Is it a good time? Kind of. Okay, great. A little bit. Should we keep talking? Go for it. <laughs> well, so just before we get into investing too deeply, um, I do also just want to say, because about workaholism, workaholism is... Um, Sometimes we think that like, well, we have to pay the bills. We have to do mm-hmm. whatever X, Y, Z. And I think actually our business coach talked about it, like juggle, mm-hmm. the analogy of juggling balls in the air. Mm-hmm. And you've got like relationships as one ball, self-care is one ball and like all of this stuff. And, um, but we always see money as the most important or work, work and money, yeah. work and money. And the truth is, is that, the money ball is a rubber ball, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you might lose your job. Sometimes you might get a pay cut. Sometimes you might have a crappy job. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes your business doesn't do as well, Mm -hmm. but, and sometimes people lose their entire fortune and then they can earn it back. So that's the point. Mm -hmm. It bounces back. It bounces back. Whereas the other things, it, kind of shatters if you drop it, especially, especially relationships Mm -hmm. and even Mm self-care. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, you can get sick. You can get adrenal fatigue. It can, um, I mean, all sorts of things. I don't know if uh, my science brain is like, I don't know if adrenal fatigue is a scientifically, uh, 
proven condition. But anyway, that's doesn't oh, matter. Okay. <laughs> well, the point is, is that it can like for for me after I worked my really stressful job where I had a, where I worked over hundred hours a week. Like I thought mm-hmm. I would just need a good night's sleep and then I'd be mm-hmm. fine. But it actually mm-hmm. took about three months to recover physically mm-hmm. for I felt normal again and normal energy. Mm-hmm. And and so I think that as as an entrepreneur, but even I think if you're not an entrepreneur, it's very common to um, use your work as an excuse for why you're not doing other things. Mm-hmm. And you know there might be times like where I'm when I'm launching my you know launching the boot camp, and I tell Stevie ahead of time, hey, it's launch month, probably not making dinner as much the next month, but he can plan for it. Whereas um, when I first started, before I really had this flow and this balance down, I, you know, it was my responsibility to make dinner. Like that was just how we divvied up the, the chores, I guess, mm-hmm. in the house. And it would be seven o'clock and I would still be working and CB would be like, have you made dinner? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just go pick something up. But he's a celiac. He can't really eat out. And it would just create a lot of tension and friction, which would always result in arguments. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to start, you know, really honoring the fact that my business is a rubber ball mm-hmm. and my self-care and my health and my relationships, both friendships and romantic relationship. And so if you're dating, you're dating, you know, it's more of like a, it's a, it can, it's much easier for it to shatter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if you drop it, if you're lucky, maybe it'll, maybe it'll bounce back. Like Stevie was patient with me, but I also was working with a coach at the time who helped me balance mm-hmm. everything better. Um, uh, but you know, I could have just kept going the way I was going and then who knows, maybe that ball would have shattered. The other thing that's interesting too, is, is when you let the health and relationships and just like personal well-being balls shatter, that absolutely negatively impacts work. Yes. <laughs> and so it's so funny how we, you know, totally prioritize work as being number one, but all of the other things are going to be terrible for work. Like, mm-hmm. man, I find when I go through moments of, really, really honoring self-care because both you and I, like we value self-care, but it can be really easy to Mm -hmm. also let go of it if you don't have those checkpoints for yourself. Mm -hmm. But the more I focus on really taking care of myself, my business does well, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I have energy and this like vibrancy and presence for people instead of, you know, worrying concern about Mm -hmm. my guts feeling off or, you know, like my body just not physically feeling good. Yeah. And this ties back perfectly to where we are just beginning the conversation of investing in yourself yourself and how even it might not be the same as investing in your business or starting a business, if that's where you are, you know, where there might be like a direct ROI, Mm -hmm. right? I still truly believe that investing in your personal development Mm -hmm. and your personal growth has a if not a direct ROI as well, at least definitely an indirect mm-hmm. ROI because you feel better, you feel more confident, your mind is clear, mm-hmm. and you need to be in that type of space to you know, move forward in your career or business if you have a business. For sure. So what have you spent money on, Veronica, for <laughs> uh, for your own sort of personal health, wellness, well-being? So I've spent a lot of money over the past four years. And I'll just be pretty transparent. Over the past four years, I have probably spent close to $20,000 on both personal development. And I do include some business stuff in that, because, but I do consider a lot of 
like the yoga training and the coach that I, ta- that I worked mm-hmm. with, and I'll talk about her in a minute, um, as personal growth, because there was so much to learn about, you know, what it meant to mm-hmm. be healthy and have a holistic, mm-hmm. you know, outlook on it. And so while I, there was some business things there and the yoga training as well, like, again, mm-hmm. like that was always the, that was, you know, usually the underlying intention of that there would be business, you know, intentions from that, but the personal growth was, I mean, huge, huge, indescribable um, almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so about a year, well, what are we, July when this airs August? So, okay. So about a year and a half ago, I started working with a business slash life coach and it was an incredibly scary investment. Mm-hmm. It was the investment to work with her for a year was about half of the number I just gave. So what's that? $10,000? About. Yeah. And it was really scary to spend that kind of money on a coach. And she definitely helped me with my business and definitely helped me transform. So for those of you who've been following me for a year or more, know that I was um, a health coach before I, you know, switched over to dating coaching. Um, And she helped me see how that was really my calling rather than being the health coach. But that was really, so even on the outside, it looked like a very business decision. It was very much a a just personal growth Mm -hmm. thing for me because you know, this whole, my whole life, I thought that I had this problem of like, how I was just a little chubby and I needed to lose an extra, you know, extra five pounds. And that's where like lose the last five pounds came in from. And, and I still really struggled even once I really adopted this mindset of like the last five pounds and how that represented perfectionism and just to release that. And I still had, I still struggle to communicate with my community and to write blogs. Um, I just, I can't write about these five pounds anymore. Like, I think mm-hmm. I've said what I wanted to say about it and I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. And, and I was talking to my coach and we were just talking about it and it just kind of kept coming up where about my old boyfriends and relationships. And I kind of casually mentioned, oh yeah, all my friends want me to write their dating profiles or all my friends come to me for dating advice. And I'd also had recently done some interviews with women in the community and dating had come up a lot mm-hmm. in terms of their, their health or whatever. So long story short, she basically helped me realize that my story of feeling like I had to lose weight and be perfect wasn't really just about, you know, being skinnier. It was really about how I had a unhealthy relationship to men, mm-hmm. especially in the romantic sense and how I had kind of like a superficial view on relationships and a superficial view on men. And that whole personal transformation for me was what fueled the change in my business. So even though like, yes, it was a business coach and it was, we made this business change. Mm-hmm. It was, I can, I change, I relate to my stories um, or my life story so much better. And I can see so clearly mm-hmm. like what I was doing and why I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for so, for so long, like why I was like literally being like the woo girl at a party, the woo girl, meaning like the girl who goes, woo, <laughs> and like, like being that girl thinking like that was fun and cute and would attract the type of relationship that I intellectually wanted. Like, this con- is shocking to me to hear. I'm like, you're not that girl. What? I was totally that girl. <laughs> um, it's funny. And it was all just about taking the attention off of my lack of confidence, mm-hmm. um, and putting it onto like something that was 
silly and superficial. Mm -hmm. Well, and you've also shared with me in the time that we've uh, been spending together face to face, how, how since that transformation, since that investment in coaching, which yes, business and life, but very much a personal investment. And since you've been doing this more meaningful work, which is very much a personal investment, like doing meaningful work and and figuring out what that is, Mm -hmm. that um, your relationship with Stevie has really flourished and blossomed. And that is a, that is a personal investment. Yes. So since working with this coach, she really helped me to um, step into my feminine space mm-hmm. and let Stevie be um, more in his masculine space. So I, for me, I held a lot of masculine energy and masculine energy is useful. It's the energy of doing, it's the energy of like getting things done. Like I think of masculine energy Goals, as having structure. a checklist and structure and like just you know, kicking ass, taking names like that's masculine <laughs> energy, basically, in a nutshell. And I was really, really good at that. But I was, I was holding all of that space, and I was keeping that energy for myself and all of my past relationships. And that's, and I think that's um, a huge reason why relationships fizzle, why men ghost, so to, you know that mm-hmm. that term. And so that's why actually I have a whole module in the boot camp about you know, finding your brand of femininity and mm-hmm. owning it and stepping into it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we probably won't get into it too much today, but you know, we have very different brands of how we're feminine. Yeah. Um, totally. And we've been talking that, about that a lot too. And, um, you know, one thing I do in the boot camp is I go through all these different feminine archetypes. And so you're like the Aphrodite <laughs> and I'm more of the Athena. Um, so just look up those goddesses and you can maybe get an idea of our personality. We have a little podcast brainstorming happening in yeah. this moment. Like we'll do a, <laughs> we'll do an episode on this. Yeah. Definitely. Um, on what the heck that, what the heck Veronica's talking about yeah, right now. We'll do sure. an episode on yeah, this. We'll let you know. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that I think, um, this life slash business coach helped me do was, Again, because I own this masculine space and I like to be in control and I wanted to be in control and I felt like I needed to be in control. Um, when I started this business, Stevie and I made the decision to move to Dallas together from Washington, D.C. In Washington, I had my own job. I had, um, and I was like putting the very foundations, like I was basically learning how to have a business mm-hmm. in D.C. So I wasn't, didn't really have a business, but I kind of was like planting the seeds, so to speak. Um, but I was teaching a lot of yoga classes, so I had my own finances, basically. Mm-hmm. And Stevie and I moved to Dallas, and with the understanding that um, I was going to be starting this business, and until my business was profitable, he would be supporting me financially, minus me paying my student loan bill and my health insurance. That was like all that I was like, that was like my minimum viable things that I was responsible for. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And to me, it sounded like awesome. You know, at first, and it mm-hmm. is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a gift for anyone who wants to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it was really, really hard for me to not have that type of control, mm-hmm. and also to like be what I thought was like my own worst enemy, which is essentially become financially dependent mm-hmm. on a guy, and especially a guy I wasn't even married to. Mm-hmm. Like I had no, you know, if we had broken up, I had no legal rights. Mm-hmm. And not that I like should have been, you know, granted those legal rights. I literally had no security blanket other than moving back home with my mom. And that I pro- almost like ate me alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what she, what my coach helped me do is to, again, step into this feminine space and I can still be a strong, independent woman and still allow this man who loves me to financially support me for a few months while I got my feet on the ground Mm -hmm. and that didn't make me weak and it didn't make me 
the stereotypical housewife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a chapter in the life of mm-hmm. Veronica Grant. <laughs> it was it was personal development for you. It was like yeah, learning that part of you kind and of and that guilt of not liking to. It was it was kind of like a lot of self sabotage, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I struggled in the beginning with my business because I struggled with where I was in my life at that moment. Mm-hmm. And my coach helped me to, again, to own in that space, step into that space actually, mm-hmm. so that I could, you know, have the business that I have today. That's awesome. And um, it was a really scary investment. And even sometimes when I think about that kind of investment, I'm like, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I don't even want to think about what would have happened had I not mm-hmm. taken the leap yeah. to work with her. For sure. Sweet. It's just like a, it's just, there's no point in going down that rabbit hole or that, that road. Cause it happened. I invested with her, but like, just, I don't even want to like think about what would have happened had I not mm-hmm. invested that. I mean the time, but the significant money. And mind you, I also began the investment when I was not making that much money. Right. I was mostly using my savings mm-hmm. to pay for that. But it was, uh, it sounds like it was just an important thing in your life at that time. And, you know, something we were talking about offline is it, you know, yeah, it's always scary investing, I think in, in something mm-hmm. significant, but if you value something enough, there's always room to kind of figure it out and, and draw from other sources and just mm-hmm. shift how you do things to make it work. Yeah. You know, um, I, I believe, and this is something I talk about, especially when I'm, um, in launch mode for the boot camp, but um, you put your time and your money. What's important for what to what's important mm-hmm. to you, and I think, um, and I think if something's truly not important to you, then you don't find the time or the money for it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and I even say that you know on you know during you know when I'm opening enrollment for the boot camp, like if you don't think if you don't want to get this your issue solved with dating, it's not a nine or a 10 for you. And you probably don't want to invest the money because you're not, you're going to regret it and you're mm-hmm. not going to put the time into it. And you're just going to feel guilty for spending the money mm-hmm. and um, not putting yourself through the program and actually doing the processes and the tools that I give. Mm-hmm. But if you're a nine or a 10, then you absolutely, whether it's my program or like something else or like another coach or whatever, mm-hmm. you should put your money towards it mm-hmm. because otherwise it's going to keep eating you alive. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure. Ooh, investing. I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the biggest investment that I've made by far. Um, another more, then there's some more smaller ongoing things that I invest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a yoga membership mm-hmm. at a local yoga studio in Dallas, and that I just need to like get out of the house, interact with other people. I need the action of like going to a yoga class, not so it's not just like, like, yeah, I've done yoga glow, like online yoga studios, but like, I really need mentally that process of going to yoga. So I do that. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that I struggled for a long time was I've been struggling to move enough, like move around, mm-hmm. especially cause it's hot in Dallas now mm-hmm. when this is recording and when this will go live, it's really hot mm-hmm. and I can't always do my lunchtime run. So I actually invested in Aaron Stutland's shrink session program, which is a series of workouts that she pairs with mantras, which has actually really been, it's actually been, even though it was a personal investment, like I actually, again, (laughs) 
see the benefit, the parallels in my, in my business, because again, which it's like basically working out, but she gives you these mantras to say, as you're doing the exercises, like that help you attract an abundance or feel more confident or like helps with relationships or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. I can totally see a shift in my business energy, but also it's just a really fun way to move around for 45 minutes and I don't mm-hmm. have to be in 107 degree heat. Mm-hmm. I think that's like 40 something in Celsius for you <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> um, so that's another thing. And then I have a yoga client in Dallas who pays me in cash and that's my Manny Petty budget. Nice. I just go almost right straight to the, cause they don't take credit card. So it's like, it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> So that's what I do. Cool. Awesome. What do you do? What do I do? What do I invest in? I spend mm-hmm. a lot of money on myself. And it's quite funny because um, my mom has, <laughs> we have lots of conversations and something that's been, something that's come up between conversations between my mom and I is a friend of hers who she's like, oh, she just, you know, she's always got beautiful things on. She does, she like gets her nails done and she, you know, spends money on this and that and this other thing for herself. And she is just the kindest person, like the most generous person, but you know, gosh, she spends a lot of money. And it's almost like this negative tone. And I'm like, do you see the connection here, mother? You know, like mm-hmm. by by investing in yourself, you show up as a kinder, more generous, happier person. Like she's mm-hmm. a lovely, lovely person. So anyway, where she sees it as a paradox. She sees it, you know, growing up in a home where it's, you know, like you work hard for your money and be frugal with your money and also like give, 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 serve, 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 do things for other people. And even at the expense of your own self. So Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a mindset shift totally. And I've definitely adopted this mindset that, um, if I want to have the impact on the world that I do want to have, which is huge, I'm, I'm like big dreamer idealist and I do want to change the world. And if I want to do that, I need to be in the best space personally to do that. Mm -hmm. And so personal investment is super, super valuable to me. Um, And I've invested in a lot of things. So like you, yoga teacher trainings. um, And that for me is a personal investment. It was me wanting to deepen my connection with myself and with my yoga Mm -hmm. practice. And yes, that serves from a a business perspective, but that very much was a self-care piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, After I did break my wrist and my elbow and was getting back into the gym, I hired a personal trainer because I knew that the expertise that she had and the I also know that I'm really good at being coached, that that would be extremely beneficial and give me some ideas for different exercises that I could do. So I invested quite a bit of money in that. I've seen multiple psychologists and therapists over the years just to help with um, emotional distress and, you know, like all kinds of things. Um, Just transitions, family struggles. Yeah, different things that I have dealt with over over the years. Um, currently actually a big physical health investment has been in a workout space. Uh, it's called orange theory fitness, which I think started in America. Like everything else, like everything else, center of the universe. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, but but, yeah, I'm I'm familiar. Yeah. It cost me $189 a month. And, and I went from working out for free in a gym that I taught yoga in to, to paying this money. And it became important to me because of, the fact that I'm an extrovert and that I need to spend more time with people. And so I get to go to group exercise and it's a high intensity interval training. And I love 
working out hard mm-hmm. and balancing that off with, you know, more restful or restorative activities. And so for me, it's fun. I work harder than I would on my own. Mm-hmm. I get to see one of my closest friends when we go there together. And that meant that I had to actually start doing, uh, sounds sounds kind of funny, but not not going for manicures and pedicures anymore, even though I went to the cheap little shops, but but doing that myself because the value of that that workout was was higher for me at that point. Um, another recent investment that is is different for me is is working with I actually don't really know what what her title is, but she's this amazing lady trained as a psychiatrist, but also um has a lot of expertise and insights in guiding people through a certain type of meditation to just help with, uh, you know, like emotional, emotional health, but Mm -hmm. also accessing your more authentic self. And Mm -hmm. so I've been working with her one-on-one and I've hired her for six months to, um, to really just help support me on my journey of entrepreneurship and everything else that comes along with that and, and my personal life and all the the different things that can come up Mm -hmm. there. So that's been a, a large investment as well. Um, and then like you, I have hired, I I guess a couple of years ago, hired a business coach who was very focused around creating a business around the lifestyle that you want, which absolutely ties into self-care. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think your number of like $20,000 over the last, that's probably realistic for what mm-hmm. I've spent and continue to spend. Um, but you know, I don't have a TV and I don't go shopping very often. And I yeah. like choose to not spend in other areas. And yeah. so it's not about us being frivolous or indulgent. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that these things are priorities mm-hmm. and I would rather work with someone to get from a desired point A to a desired point or sorry, yeah, my point A to a desired point B faster mm-hmm. and more efficiently with coaching. Yeah. That was the other thing I was going to, going to say is, I also don't spend that much money. Um, and this is the thing I talk about inside the boot camp when we talk about putting, creating time and money for the things that you value and just cutting time and money for things that you don't value. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you love the yoga pants from Target, as I do, <laughs> you don't have to buy your yoga pants from Lululemon or you know Prana or any of those other more expensive brands. Right. Lulu's Canadian though, so that might be. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no way, it's definitely American. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, and and so I just That's don't really. Point. So I don't really, um, you know, care that much. However, I do value uh, buying high quality organic food. Mm-hmm. And however, however, Stevie doesn't want to shop at Whole Foods, so we've had to actually compromise a little bit. So. Um, he has to buy things. He does the grocery shopping. Um, I do the cooking. So he has to buy things that are, that they have to be organic if they're on the dirty dozen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then clean 15, those can be conventional. Mm -hmm. Um, that's just a way we save a little bit of money, but also still honoring my value of eating high quality food. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, like I don't really buy that many clothes. I literally buy my clothes from target and their yoga pants. Um, including my socks. I don't buy fancy socks. Um, I just, you know, other than my personal development and then, um, you know, occasionally Stevie and I will do like usually like one big trip a year and then maybe a couple weekend trips 
here and there to like mostly driving from, you know, wherever, wherever we are. So I guess in Dallas, um, that's really, you know, that's it. Like we don't, yeah, we don't have a TV either. Um, I mean, we do have a TV. We don't have, well, that's not true. Actually, I forgot. We do have TV through our HOA. We just got that though. So I always forget about that. Mm-hmm. We only watch HGTV though, let's be honest. Point being, if um, it matters, if it yeah. matters to you, like there's, there's always a way that you can, well, maybe always is a hard, is, is a strong mm-hmm. word, but often if it really matters, there's a way that you can shift and arrange to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that might be a good place to wrap that up. Yeah. I wrap this up that if something's important, that's that, if that's, if it's at that nine or 10, you know, nine or 10 out of 10, nine, of t- nine out, of ten, out of 10. Yeah. To that wanting to get whatever, you know, the, I don't want to say problem that I don't like that word, but like whatever it is, you, whatever your point A is to what your point B is, if that desire, desire result, yeah. is that a nine or a 10, then it's possible again, most of the time Mm -hmm. to find a way to, and actually before we close out, like, do you think it has to require money? No, nah, I think, uh, I think there's lots of creative ways that you can get support and services, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, you could trade and do with someone who has expertise in another area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's difficult because I find your buy-in can sometimes be less. There's Mm -hmm. less skin in the game. And sometimes with less skin in the game, you do not do what you would do Mm -hmm. if you were paying for something to get the desired result. So there's pros and cons, but there are options. And I think that you can be creative and, um, yeah, get support for for moving towards your desired result in Mm -hmm. ways other than paying money. Though I think there is benefit to paying money. Yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Because when I made that investment with my coach, I was like, oh shit, I better do everything she tells me and more. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was a crap ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of skin in the game. I don't think it has to be that much. I don't think it has to be that kind of money, though. Um, to yeah. have your skin in the game. even like 100 bucks. Yeah. And sometimes that's a good first step. Like I Mm -hmm. I think starting and taking the next step starts to help build momentum. And then you Mm -hmm. might take the next step and the next step and the next step or be directed in on another path that's going to be more aligned and more valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, we're obviously big fans of investing in Mm self-care. And I think it helps us do what we do. Yeah, definitely. Cool. What are we talking about next week? Oh, you keep putting me on the spot like this. I think we're talking about having authentic conversations, like difficult conversations and yes. how to do that. Yes. Uh, which we is are a doing. really hot topic and yeah. valuable topic. Yeah. So anything like whether it's, you know, just someone that you've been dating, went on a couple dates with or someone that you're actually in a relationship with, we're going to lay it all out and mm-hmm. how to get what you want and then maybe what to do if you don't get what you want. Mm-hmm. Maybe throw that one in too. Okay. We will see you next week. So to grab the show notes, I know we are going to link to a lot of stuff in this episode, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 28. And if you are not in the date yourself community, I highly recommend you head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash community to continue the conversation. I'm there. Casey's there. And there's hundreds of other women there who are having these same conversations 
and taking them deeper and applying them to their own lives. And Casey, you have a Facebook group as well, right? Right. So I have uh, a mindful eating Facebook group. So, you know, I help women heal their relationship with food in their bodies. And that's really the place to be for some of those sorts of conversations. So if that resonates as well, you can go to worthyandwell.com forward slash community, similar to Veronica. And uh, it'd be awesome to have you with with my awesome group of women there too. And and I know we already have some, we some have a changeover. Lot of overlap. Yeah, overlap yeah. for sure. All right. Well, we will see you all next week for episode 29. And we're going to be talking about those authentic conversations. We'll see you there. Hey, y'all, Veronica here. Before you go, I wanted to let you know that I open a few free sessions a week on my calendar just for you. If you're feeling stuck or like you're in a loop going through the same dating cycle again and again, I can help you get unstuck and start moving forward. In my free 30-minute dating clarity sessions, I'll help you uncover what's really blocking you from your ideal relationship, help you get clear on what the relationship you want looks like, and by the way, the more clear you are, the easier it is to attract it into your life, and you'll leave our session with more energy and motivation towards finding that special someone. I have limited slots each week for these calls. So to save yours, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity. And that's all smushed into one word. You might be wondering how we can accomplish so much in so little time. And here's the truth. I've worked with hundreds of women and I've spent hours crafting the perfect questions that help us get to the root of the matter pretty quickly. Some also say that my superpower is sensing what's blocking you so we can get a lot done in a short time. So again, to save your spot for these limited dating clarity sessions, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating clarity. Scroll to the bottom of the page and you can sign up for your free session right there. I cannot wait to connect with you and talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.